Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I want to start with this, and we're going we're gonna to morph it into a little bit of a, a different conversation. But uh, Seth Walter, was, he writes for ESPN. He's in the ESPN analytics department. He's very, he's very good at his job. And he was making a prediction. Except for in this case, but go ahead. Well, I mean, go ahead. I can disagree with a lot of what he had to say, and I can be fine with that. I like his work on an overall basis, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not, but go ahead. All right, well, I want you to hammer him then. He says, if I were Cleveland, am I really running it back with Watson and potentially wasting this roster again? The problem is the Browns' alternatives are severely limited given Watson's cap number and their lack of first-round picks, which they dealt to Houston to obtain Watson. The idea he has, quote, I could at least imagine the Browns as a long shot Justin Fields destination because it can be acquired without a first round pick and wouldn't take up significant salary cap space. There's a couple questions we're going to do off of this. I guess, Daryl, how ready are you to be done with Deshaun? We both know that this is not realistic. So I'm not even going to have you entertain that portion of it. Why do you think I'm sitting over here just rubbing my face in disdain? Well, I can tell you're almost insulted by the fact that we're bringing it up. I Yes. But it is hypothetical season, and it is silly season in many... Hey, listen, if two weeks ago people want to go down a road of, do we cut David and Joku, then I think a, I think a Deshaun Watson conversation could be on the table. Oh, there was someone that uh, said that the Browns should trade Deshaun Watson and swallow a $200 million salary cap hit this year. He's a former GM. Yeah, Mike Tannenbaum. Yeah. Uh, also ESPN employee as well. Yeah. Now, I, I will not stick so up for him. So what does that say about ESPN employees? They come up with some of the dumbest stuff you'll ever hear. I don't think that's exclusive to ESPN employees. Well, this is true. I, I come mean, up with I, some pretty dumb stuff myself. I, I think we all are uh, guilty of coming up with some pretty dumb stuff. I mean, we have some hosts here that do that. We had a guy yesterday on this station say Mark Price should be an MVP and is as good as Steph Curry. I bet if we farm that one out to the NBA community, we'd probably have a <laughs> lot of people thinking that there's some dumb things. Dumb statements coming out of this area. But uh, this is the time of year that you do this, right? This is the time of uh, year that you can get away with some of these comments and you can have some fun. I'm ready with these for some NyQuil. Well, <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> I get it. 
I love this stuff, though. I mean, knock me the you-know-what out. Let's go. You know, sports radio used to be built on the foundation that's like a bunch of buddies at a bar hanging out and having a bunch of conversations, right? My my issue is is that I I deal in this little world that I like to call reality. Uh, and Well, if we're going to work together for today, I need you to jump ship on that reality thing. And I need you you to get on board with what I'm dealing with here. Maybe it's the NyQuil that's got me today. I don't know. Here's the thing. It's not realistic. You're not bringing someone in that's going to be able to take Deshaun Watson's job from him. Period. End of discussion. Here's why. They have already spent $92 million. Of course. They have nothing to show for that $92 million at this point. They still have to spend another... I'm trying to do the math in my head here. Uh, It's well over $100 million on Deshaun over the next three years. They, there's no question that this year is a pivotal year for Watson and figuring out, okay, is it going to be a sunk cost or not? Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand why the conversation's out there because again, not enough, not a lot to show for the 92 that's already been spent and you got 46, you got to pay each of the next three yeah, years. Yeah, we're 40% now. through this contract. Right. To me, the conversation about sunk cost really shouldn't happen until we get through this upcoming season. Because I think this upcoming season is going to answer the question for you. I agree with that. He's either going to play at a level that is worthy of the contract, right? Mm -hmm. Or he's going to play at a level where, or not even be available to play, and we don't want to go down that thought process. We don't want to put that out there, right? Uh, Because you don't want to see anyone get hurt. But unfortunately, his injury history is what, what, what it is. Uh, and he hasn't played a full season since 2020. Um, he's not going to play. He's not going to be at that level that's worthy of the contract. So then you, that's when you'll say, "Yep, we're just going to have to bite the bullet here, and it is what it is, and prepare ourselves to move on." But this year, 2024, it's all in. It's not about, "Hey, yeah, let's if we can get Justin Fields for a sec- our second round draft pick." You know what they need with that second round draft pick? They need a linebacker. They need some defensive line help. They need uh, possibly uh, offensive line help. They need a wide, definitely need a wide receiver. They need like four, five, six, seven other things. Yeah, yeah. Not name Justin Fields with that second round pick for this year because that's what it's it's all about. Keeping those chips in the middle of the table for twenty twenty four. You're all in. Right. The and- hand has been dealt. This roster, for the most part, pretty well set. The cornerstones are all set. So. I mean, look, I get it, but if this was 2025 and Justin Fields was available and we're in this situation, 100% I'd be willing, because now I have the, the data of what Deshaun did. Right, in, and, and in the answer, three. I think, would be clearer. Right, yeah. Sure. I, I, I'd be all for entertaining a discussion. Okay, should the Browns think about bringing in another guy that could possibly replace Deshaun and, and whatnot? I mean, we were having the conversation uh, before the show about Jedrick Wills and the situation they the Browns find themselves we'll in. We'll talk about that at 320. You know, with him, right? So we need one more year of data and information and performance, whether it's good, bad, average, whatever, from Deshaun before you can really have this conversation of, well, now's the time for the Browns to go out and start looking at other quarterbacks and trading assets to bring in a guy that can come in and possibly replace Deshaun because it could be a sunk cost, but we don't know if it's a sunk cost yet. I just I think we're one year 
premature on the conversation. I get the premise. I agree with that. I so what I find interesting though is is the sunken cost part that you bring up, right? And I feel like the so, first two years are a sunk cost. Ninety two million is basically no, but, but, but if you subscribe to the sunken cost fallacy, let me explain it to you guys really quickly, right? For and I'll give you a, a real world example for it to kind of help out for some of you guys that maybe aren't familiar with what exactly that is. If you're watching a movie and you're a half hour in, sunken cost fallacy would be the idea that you're gonna finish that other hour and a half because you've already committed the half hour to it. Some people in life would say, I've watched a half hour, I know where this movie is going, I don't need to watch any more of this movie, and they'll turn it off. Another set of people, and I think I actually fall into this other set of people, you'll watch the first half hour of the movie, and then you'll think to yourself, this sucks, it's going nowhere, but I've invested a half hour of my time, so I need to watch the rest of this movie, and then you end up watching a two-hour movie that goes nowhere. My my or, perception or you of the show. I do, and you just fall asleep during the movie <laughs> and wake up when it's over. That could which, help. By, which, by the way, still committed to the movie in that happened. process, though. And no but Nyquil needed. The point is, is that if for me, I think this is different with Deshaun because yes, you can look at what's in the rearview mirror, but I'm not looking at the next hour and a half of the movie as if this is doomed to be bad, as if this is going to conclusively be yeah, bad. Yeah, but if you're in the if you're 30 minutes in and you're like, this thing stinks. Well, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> I'm 30 minutes into Deshaun Watson and this thing does stink, but I'm not I'm not convinced that's where it's going. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. So let me ask you guys though, we brought Justin Fields into this equation and let's play with the hypothetical. If they're both on the roster, it's not going to happen. But if they're both on the roster right now, and this is where you can use your football brains and exercise it a little bit here, who would you want to start? Knowing what you know about Kevin Stefanski, knowing what you know about Justin Fields, the Ohio State ties and everything else, knowing what you know about Deshaun, if you had your options between Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson, who would you choose as the week one starter for the Browns? Hey, by the way, I love that on this show, we can just be like, put it up on a poll. And then it's just always up on a poll. And sometimes I don't even have to say put it up on a poll. It just becomes a poll. I think we set the record earlier this week for most polls in a single show. Dan Lebitard might have a word with you. How many polls did you do? I don't, one, two, three, four. I think we did like six. Okay, in a show. That's, I mean, I mean that's, they all worked. That's, I know they, it, I'm sure they all did. worked. We, we, got fanta- we got fantastic response got re- and engagement, too. Yeah, you got results on them? They all were phrased a little bit. We did one of the, we did three of them that were based off the same topic. So they're all phrased a little bit differently and they okay. all kind of like skewed differently. So it's perfect. Okay, great. I'm, I'm happy. We're for starting you guys. a survey company. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> you going to go ahead and sell these results to people or what? I, okay, great. Um, well, all right. Well, you're the poll guy then. Do you want to read the poll results currently as we're asking people if the Browns had both Deshaun Watson and Justin Fields in the same roster? Which quarterback would fans want to start? You want to you want to read the results for yeah, us? Yeah, right I mean now? the results right now. We've got uh, just over 200 votes already in about 10 minutes of the vote. It's a lot and of votes. You're, you're it, very popular. Uh, Justin Fields, 65. percent Yeah. So I, I didn't know Keith. We used to work at the Lido Lounge. <laughs> It's closing. No, it's actually it's it not only is not only is it closing, it's been bulldozed already. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna debate the legitimacy of whether or not the Lido Lounge was remaining open or not. I thought that's what we were gonna do for a second. <laughs> no, I there. think we're gonna debate how much more money Keith's gonna make in his new poll <laughs> career. Should they bring back the Lido Lounge? Yes or no? New poll up on afternoon drive. Go ahead. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. So Seth Walter puts it out there though. He says uh he would take a long shot on Justin Fields ending up with the Browns and making that a new destination. 65% of Browns fans say this is what they want. I completely disagree, by the way. By the way, Candy, Sugar, and Spice say yes, they should absolutely bring back the Lido Lounge. Best uh, best name for performers, Candy, Sugar, Spice, or Sparkles. Put it up on the poll. We're now three deep. <laughs> we are three deep, 20 minutes in. We're going to break records here today. I'm not buying into Justin Fields. I have never bought into, really, Justin Fields. 
But Justin Fields in Chicago was not very good. He's never thrown for 3,000 yards. And yet you're, you're, you're fascinated by this particular idea. I'm fascinated by the idea that, that Browns fans are entertaining and want this to be Justin Fields and not Deshaun Watson. Like, I, I know I'm going to come off like a Dustin, or excuse me, a Deshaun, that's different, a Deshaun Watson supporter here. But like, I genuinely do believe you have a much higher upside with Deshaun Watson. For the same reasons that Chicago is going with Caleb Williams is the same reason why I'm going with Deshaun Watson in this discussion. Caleb Williams can potentially win them Super Bowls with an S. Deshaun Watson still has the ability in my mind to win us Super Bowls with an S. I believe he can get there. Justin Fields, I know who he is. And I don't know where the advancement in his game is going to come from, Daryl. But you seem like you might be in favor of Justin Fields in this discussion. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, good. So we're in agreement. Yeah, we are. Okay. I'm the one that said it's an absurd conversation to have in the first place because we're a year too early. I mean, they're all in on making things work with Deshaun. Now, what I one of the things I found fascinating uh, was the – regarding the future of one Joe Flacco possibly ending up in New England with your good friend and mine, Alex Van Pelt. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, and I've said this before, I will be the broken record and say it for the 1,000th time, that was probably the most fun over a five-week period since Derek Anderson in 2007 watching a Browns offense operate. Yeah, it was 300 yards every it game. Was, yeah, it was electric watching that offense. So we started we weeks. started another new poll and put Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, and Joe Flacco. How do you think those results would go? Oh, Joe Flacco would take that, sweep it. I, I think Browns fan would absolutely vote for Joe Flacco. But um, I, I would love Joe Flacco to go to New England. You think Browns fans right now would say Joe Flacco over Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Did you not see what Joe Flacco did for the Browns this year? No, I mean, I saw. I also saw what happened in, in the postseason game, I, I, and that was more on the defense I, than it was I, anything, I, I, but there were some really bad interceptions in oh, there. Oh, I, I, I know. I, I realize it, but, you know, it was a fun five weeks, man. Boy, it actually looked like an offense. It was like, oh, this is what the modern NFL looks like. Well, we missed you. Instantly, you saw a lot of production out of some players that we hadn't seen much production out well, of. Well, there's that. Element two. I mean, eight, nine guys were catching footballs every week. He was spreading but, the ball around, no doubt. But to be fair, it was seven or eight guys with Deshaun. Yeah, but we watched. So one to two more guys per game were getting We even watched the touches. And Joku never looked better than what he looked in that five-week stretch. Yeah. Um, Amari Cooper had looked great with yeah, Deshaun. Cooper but 250 he was on another level with, with Joe Flacco. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, it was unheralded. Like, I. That's the offense I would love the Browns to run going forward. Okay, good. And, and Justin Fields but is you're not, not... But they're not going to because that's not how Deshaun Watson well, plays. Well, what I like about this convo, though, is that at least you're you're entertaining the idea of three completely different type of offenses when we discuss about these type of quarterbacks. Like, the, the part of the Justin Fields conversation that makes no sense to me, and you correct me if you think I'm wrong here, I don't think Justin Fields and Kevin Stefanski would work together at all. No, they probably wouldn't. I mean, what Justin Fields does great is he uses his legs. I'll be honest with you. He doesn't throw I, for a million yards. I, I don't know that Deshaun and Kevin Stefanski work. Well, and that's that's where harmony. I think Deshaun Watson, but but Deshaun at least in with, Houston with, with, threw for almost 5,000 yards. Not from a personality standpoint. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just talking about the way Deshaun plays the game. Like, I feel like the way Joe Flacco plays the game, or you know, that worked perfectly with what Kevin Stefanski wants to do offensively. And it showed on the field. 
aired I mean, the out. Guy, the guy, the, the guy used threw, a lot of different weapons. Yeah. He threw for over sixteen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Over, over a five week stretch. Now, granted, he also had eight interceptions, but let's be honest about those eight interceptions. Five of them weren't his fault. That's the weird part about the and, Joe Flacco and, and, connection. And, and, and there, also, that, we're yeah. limiting our scope to the regular season, and we're forgetting the abomination that occurred in the wild card playoff game, right? But I feel like that the way Flacco plays is right in line with the way Kevin Stefanski would love to run an offense. But he's got Deshaun, and so he's working things around Deshaun. They stripped the offense back for parts last offseason with AVP, right? Put some new stuff in, tweak some things. And unfortunately, because of Deshaun getting hurt and Mother Nature, we didn't get to see a lot of it. We got to see a little bit against Tennessee, right? Deshaun was great in that game. Uh, we got to see it with uh, Deshaun's shoulder hanging, uh, you know, from his waist uh, against Baltimore in Baltimore when they came back and won 33-31 there. Yeah. But we just really never got – we have not gotten to see high-flying Browns offense with Deshaun Watson yet at quarterback on a consistent week-in, week-out basis, right? Yeah. So it's still, to me – an unknown quantity. Like, well, that's that's kind of what makes this offseason so frustrating is that it's a lot of the same questions we asked, we asked last offseason. Except for there's still $138 million that's been committed to a plan. Right. And I that think that's why but I think of. that's why a lot of people in this poll right now, and you can let us in, 216-474-92, if the Browns had both Deshaun Watson and Justin Fields in the same roster, which quarterback would fans want to start? I think a lot of people right now are saying Justin Fields because they they know in the bottom of their heart even if Justin Fields isn't the world's greatest quarterback, they at least know they're going to get some level of production that they can bank on. I, I think Deshaun with his injury is a scary a scary part for people. And I think the other part that's a little scary for people is that there's no guarantee that he even ends up being a top 10 to 15 quarterback. No part of that is locked in. Well, the injury that he's coming off of where you have that bone that's basically in the actual rotator cuff there, right? Yeah. Um, Like, that... We may not see him 100% until 2025 now. Like, this could be a year where he is just, yeah, he's going to throw a football starting next month, and that's great, right? He's on, as Kevin Stefanski said in Indianapolis at the Combine, and Andrew Berry uh, said as well, he's on track, he's, you know, whatever, thing, rehab is going great. But the, the reality is that it's going to take him time to rebuild that you know, strength in that shoulder and in that in that joint. And there's no guarantee that he it's going to be where everybody wants it to be come week one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be a process here where he has to get through go through this season and it just, you know, regenerates and rebuilds the strength and all that. So there's that element to this whole equation that you have to throw in as well on top of it. So, I mean, look, and let's be honest about it. This is Cleveland. It's Browns fan. There is no one more popular than prospect and opportunity and the next guy. Yeah, I mean, consistently, vice president, uh, backup quarterback, those type of guys. They're always they're always the most popular. The most people. popular player on the team, right? Yeah. Um. And and so the the unknown quantity is always, in my view, when it comes to fans is going to win out. The potential that someone else can come in and do it is always going to win out over the guy that you're already committed. You're 92 in the hole, and you got 138 to go. 
you know, yeah, but shouldn't gonna, we be screaming? Gonna, whether it's Justin Fields or uh, why? Why doesn't um, Deshaun have some of that potential? I, I guess that's the part I'm a little confused by. Well, because, because he hasn't played a full season since 2020. But but he's a, just as much of a mystery as anybody, right? Is he not? Yeah. Like like I, I I the way I think about Deshaun is I think that the sky is the limit with Deshaun. I think we just haven't unlocked everything yet. I think he will get there. Uh, but I feel like if, we, if we're talking about. It's a big reason they brought in Ken Dorsey and moved on from AVP. Yeah. Because they want Dorsey to come in and help Stefanski unlock Deshaun Watson and get him to be the player he was with the Houston Texans. The boom is still there is the point. Well, the the other thing, too, is, is you know, I still feel like at times that Watson's timing is not where it needs to be. That And it's understandable when you miss as much time as he has over the last four years, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be. Sure. Um, but I, I feel like that with Deshaun, he's got to get that internal clock back to where it was in 2019 with Houston. Like, I think it's – that is the most – because where is Deshaun Watson at his best as a player? It's when he is just not thinking and he's just doing. Mm-hmm. He is reading the field. He is reacting to what the defense is, is doing to him, right? I like that you do the arm motions when you do this, but by that, the way. But, you're but very that, animated and I like it, but you're like calling out like uh, protections how, right now. I like that, this. But that's how he operates as a player. Yeah. That's where he's at his best. He's not at his best when he's doing the, the three and the six-step drops and throwing on time and expecting the receiver. The, the improvisation. And stuff like, right. He, improvisation is where he's at his best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the podcast that he did earlier this offseason that was, as I do the air quotes, controversial because he said, I don't like scripts. I, I'm not crazy about scripts going into games because I, I, I kind of feel like that it takes away from me. Which is what Stefanski reading. lives, by the, by the way. I right. mean, that's, that's why the, the two of them, if you were to tell somebody where where's the marriage not working, it's that one person really does believe in I always thought if Kevin Savansky could and, just have someone like Brock Purdy, he'd be he'd be God's gift of football and, coaching because uh, somebody that could just do please, what he wants him to do and, and finish the job. Please remind me how well the scripts worked with Joe Flacco. Yeah. Four opening drive touchdowns in five games. Right, but shouldn't we – okay, then at what point do we put this back on Kevin? And it might not have been the, the right marriage, but if you're a good enough coach, can't you adapt to some of these things? I And maybe I, that's what the test is this year. Look, I, I think Kevin Stefanski is one of the best adapters there are in the game. Look look at the stuff he's had to adapt to over the last four years. Yeah, but the job is to adapt to Deshaun Watson. I understand that's, that's that. That's the big job. I, I, I understand that. And, and, and unfortunately, I don't think it's fair to say that he hasn't adapted to Deshaun. I don't think it's fair – to say, uh, to to really even adjudicate that whole situation because the sample size is too small. You only have 12 games. Yeah, but this offseason is when we found out Deshaun didn't like the scripts. Clearly, they were doing scripts last year. Like I, they, How is that a conversation that they don't have before the season to figure that out? Who's to say they didn't have that conversation? Well, then that's a bad job by Stefanski for not recognizing that that's something that but, Deshaun clearly didn't want and then getting rid but of it. What was, but what was, Hence, what, failed to adapt. But what was Stefanski's response? There are some things that... We're just going to do. But that's not adapting. That's just being no, stubborn. No, no, no. That's that's he. Stefanski's the boss, and the and the the players, the employee. Right. But my whole point is that good coaches are able to work around the players the they employee, have. You can't let the employees run the business to a degree. When now, it's Deshaun Watson, he's making two hundred thirty million dollars. He gets a say in the matter, a big important say in the matter. What you have to do though is within those scripts, you have to build in the concepts that Watson's comfortable with that allows him to work off the script as necessary. So you can still have the script, but you have things built into it that if 
A, I mean, this happens all the time. I think, though, when, what, it what happens, you're highlighting it here, happens, No, but it happens in protections. But what, what, it, it happens yeah. in run blocking. It happens in if this happens, then you do this. And think, like, I, I mean, hey, we, we had a whole season of Joe Woods do, doing if this happens, you do this, that, and the other. That's what you have to do with I, Deshaun. I think what you're highlighting, though, the most is that if, if Deshaun works one way like that, I feel like Justin Fields works in a very similar way as well. And that doesn't, that doesn't add up to me for something that uh, – I think Kevin Stefanski would succeed with. We're just asking you, and then we put it out on a, a poll on Afternoon Drive at Afternoon 92 through the fan on Twitter. If the Browns had both Deshaun Watson and Justin Fields in the same roster, which quarterback would fans want to start? We are not just making this up out of thin air. Seth Walter, ESPN Analytics Department, he's been at ESPN for a million years. Uh, in his column, if we can call him that, I don't know if you call that a column or not, but you're the writer. That's not a that's not a column. It's a it's, a, it's an opinion piece. It's right? an opinion piece. Then it's a column. Okay, good. All right, let's call it a column then. It's okay. not a story because there's no factual basis behind this. The Browns are not interested in Justin Fields, right? The Browns are not thinking about trading their second-round pick to Chicago for Justin Fields. That's not what he's putting in there, right? Accurate. Okay. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Right then, it's a column. I never wrote for the school newspaper or anything like that. It in shows. college, I never, I never did any the of that. The fact that I'm having to sit here and explain this to you it shows. No, I'm fine with that. That's okay. I listen. I I have a journalism degree. I can go into that. Uh, Congratulations bag if I want on to. all your success. Uh, yeah, I just don't need to. Uh, I I've never I've never even dreamed of being a writer. Never even dreamed. You know, like a lot of sports people, they're like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I never. I so I I never wanted to be a play by play guy. So I never did that. I never wanted to do. I feel like you'd be really good at play by play. I feel like I'm. I I don't know about that, but I feel like I might have the brain for it if that makes some sense. But I just always wanted to do sports talk. It's all I've ever wanted to do. And like in this world. And so, yeah, a lot of people, I, I used to have all sorts of teachers be like, you want to write? You want to be a writer? You want to write and do like sports columns and stuff? And I'm like, why am I going to do that? And so, yeah. So anyway, uh, but I could, I, I bet you I could write and, a hell and, of and an honestly, opinion piece. I think you took the right, for me. I think you took the right career path because all the writers are being eliminated in our business. Well, if I, <laughs> if I tried to be a writer out of school instead of a sports talk radio host, I'd probably be uh, working for like 75 defunct sports websites. <laughs> 
and just trying to grind. And it was just, that's that's not a world I, I feel like I would enjoy. You'd be living off of opportunity. The play-by-play guys are the same way, though. These play-by-play guys are insane. You know how hard it is? I always, I always tell people, Mike, listen, trying to be a sports talk radio host is not easy. Um, from the idea that, you know, you probably are going to have to go to different markets. You're going to have to travel around. And then... Uh, not many people make it. Like I, I heard an interview with with uh, Geo from Boomer and Geo in the yeah. morning when he got the job at the Fan in New York. Somebody came up to him and and like somebody in the business legitimately told him, "Congratulations!" In full sincerity, I believe this job is harder to get than getting a job as a New York Nick. Like like that's like it's not it's not an easy world. But to become like Ian Eagle, I think is a million times harder. To become Jim Nance, I feel like is a million times harder. That's a cutthroat world out there. I have a feeling one day I'm going to turn on the Masters and you're going to be calling the Masters. I would love that. I would love every bit of that. Not calling the Masters, though. I, you know, you just I, can't say hello, friends, obviously. Yeah, we can't just completely rip off Jim Nance. Right. You know, but, what's, you know what's more likely to happen is me uh, making a mock of one of the holes of Augusta at my house like Jim Nance has <laughs> than being Jim Nance. That is, that is more likely to happen. Would the missus allow you to get away with that? I don't know. She lets me get away with a lot, a lot more than I probably should. She's very <laughs> chill and very cool, and that's what I, I love her to death because of that. You definitely so. outkicked your coverage. Yeah, I'm happy about my uh, my status as well, so that's good. Uh, Seth Walter, though, so he writes this opinion, and he says uh, he says Justin Fields is a long shot for the Browns, but he puts it out there as, as something that they should entertain. And Justin Fields is 62% in this poll. I want to hear from you. 216-474-0092. Mario up next on the fan. What's up, Mario? <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Mario. I'm going to be quick. Um, I hate the idea that Justin Fields, like, I, I, I hate that. Like, I just feel like, um, you know, you go back to the Baltimore game, man, and it seemed like the whole city had feather in love with Deshaun. And then we heard about the shoulder, and then it was PJ or whoever it was. It's like, look, man, the guy was good last year. Like, he, he, he'll be okay, like. We got to stop turning our back on our guy. Like, we move on so quick here in Cleveland from the guy who's supposed to be the guy. Hey, Justin Fields, like, Chicago don't want him. Where he, like, where have he been in his league? I, I just think it's just nonsense that we're even entertaining talking about bringing Justin Fields in here. And then you see what um, uh, Dorsey did with um, Josh Ivan, man. I think it's, it'll be good for the Browns. I think um, – Deshaun was just getting comfortable with Cleveland. Like, we know what he wants to do with the Silver Suits. Then you, you're on a team that don't want you no more. And then you come to a hard goal city like Cleveland where you got to perform and got to win. If you don't, you're definitely going to gonna hear it in Cleveland. I think he was just finally getting comfortable with their Baltimore game. I think he'll be ready, man. I think the team will be ready next year. Huh? Yeah, and I, what I like about it, and thank you, Mario. I appreciate you, man. What I like about it is this is almost like a vote of confidence for Deshaun more than it is a – if you're in this camp now, if you're in the Justin Fields camp, clearly you got Ohio State connections. I would imagine you watch him play a lot in college. You felt like the Bears did a disservice by him, didn't give him a good enough a good enough offensive line, didn't give him enough weapons, and maybe you think there's still something there. In my eyes, I, I when he was saying it, I almost thought we're taking the Bears trash at quarterback. That's what we're doing, and that's not really a world I think we ever really want to live in. But I understand why the Bears are moving on. The Bears. The Browns have been picking up trash at quarterback for the last quarter century until they signed Deshaun, though. But that's that's the difference, is that let's, Deshaun let's, is supposed let's to be, be the turn of the page I, of that. Do, do I need to pull out the list again? It's not like the Bears are rich in quarterback history. 
My childhood was spent talking about Sid Luckman being the best Browns or Bears quarterback I've ever seen. Like, I mean, it was they are as much of a dumpster fire from the quarterback spot. Shall, shall I take you as back the Browns to the days of Doug Peterson and Spurgeon win and Ty Detmer? Listen, I, I, for every for every uh, Spurgeon win you got, uh, the Bears Jeff have a, a Jonathan Quinn up their uh, sleeve. Okay, like it's it's been a a it's been a franchise that has been fraught with Trent bad quarterback play. But what I respect out of what the Browns did with Deshaun Watson is the same thing I respect out of what the Bears are doing in Chicago in going for Caleb Williams. Is they're not settling for somebody that they believe is going to be a 20-25 to 25 quarterback. And that's what Justin Fields ultimately is. That's why I'm surprised by the results of this poll that so many people are like, yeah, give me the guy that they think is 20-25 to 25 in the NFL over someone like Deshaun who, although it has not started off perfect, Daryl, has a chance to be really, really good if he can get things together. Jury's still out. Like, it's still out. We 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 don't know what Deshaun is going to be for the Browns yet. We have what we hope he will be. We have the worst case scenario already in our minds of what could happen, right? Well, at least Seth Walder does. I well, mean, that's that's I mean, part of that's part of his case here at ESPN. He's he's already got him. You know, bringing in Justin Fields to replace him, and yet they still have $138 million they have to pay Deshaun. Like, I mean, it, it, it's a little early to replace a guy you still over, oh, over $135 bucks to. Yeah, no, the idea is clearly it's la-la land, and we can all recognize that. But I do think it's, I do think it's fascinating I mean, the, the to debate, find out what people think about where Deshaun is currently relative to somebody that is a 20-25 to 25 quarterback in the NFL in Justin Fields. To me, the debate with Deshaun is, do you touch the contract this year? Do you restructure it and kick that can down the road a little bit to give yourself more uh, cap flexibility in the short term? Or do you, because, uh, uh, you know, uh, thank you, Peacock. Thank you, Amazon. Thank you, everyone that's giving the NFL billions upon billions like upon Peacock. billions They're of dollars. They're making good stuff right now. Uh, yes, they are. Ted's fantastic, by the way. Oh, we um, got to talk about that at some point. I yeah, love that I, show. Uh, unfortunately, the, the stuff. It's better that, than the movie. Oh, it's, it's it's. I love the movie, and it's better than the movie. It's Family Guy on steroids, is what it is, and it's fantastic. But anyway, I digress. Uh, you know, with, with Deshaun, you know, do do you take it, the sixty three million dollar hit? It's always going right to make me laugh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little teddy bear that gets high. <laughs> How is that not the funniest thing ever? And he's foul mouthed on top of it. <laughs> I know it's so good. It's an adorable little teddy bear that just gets high and curses and just makes the most ridiculous comments. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The talking truck was pretty good. The talking too. truck was good too. Yeah, yeah. Less adorable, way more fraught with problems. But yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, Cam up next. What's up, Cam? Hey guys, uh, you, your the topic this morning has been great. You guys have touched on a lot of great points, um, especially just about restructuring the, the contract with Deshaun. Like that's something that I think's got to be done, especially if he's not going to be healthy. And I don't think about replacing Deshaun, but it's more as like when Joe Flack goes in on the offense, something he, he couldn't really do is, like, you know, get outside the pocket. It was more play action, run heavy. And I think that's what Joe Flacco does great. But then Justin Fields allows you to open up that, that field and, you know, extend plays like, like something we like. We need to do more. And, well, Cam, yeah, if you're worried about Deshaun getting hurt, the last thing you want to do is restructure that contract. You want to start taking those cap charges as early as possible because, if you again, if you're worried about injury and if that happens, that means you're not extending him, you want to get that contract over with as soon as possible and off your book. So, uh, if yeah. you know, it, now, you're proceeding, he's going to be healthy, then, yeah, you're leaning toward restructuring and adding another voidable year and, 
you know, going into 2028 with Deshaun Watson, maybe not on your roster, but he's still on your books. Yeah, it, it, it's tough that we he's just guaranteed all that money. You know, it's kind of really tough to you know lay out pick what quarterback they're going to use. All right, thank you, Cam. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. You know, uh, we are now. I want to keep people updated on the poll here. Uh, afternoon, ninety-two-three. The fan. You can cast your vote. Four hundred and fifty votes. Not a small, t- uh, you know, sample size here. We're getting sugar up there. spice, and everyone nice has voted on this poll. I did not see that one out there, Keith. By the way, I did not see. I did not see that poll out there. Maybe it's there, and I'm missing it. Uh, Deshaun Watson has thirty-seven percent of the vote. So what you're saying is Deshaun's a big fan favorite here. I'm, yeah, I'm saying right now there's not a lot of confidence in the Deshaun Watson community. Okay. Uh, that's that's what I'm. That's the vibe that I'm getting off here. Well, hey, look, uh, Ken Dorsey and Kevin Stefanski are going to fly to L.A. next week, and they're not going to talk football. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not going to talk any football because they're not allowed to, but they are going to. Hey, uh, wait, are you it, coming around to my idea that they're going to uh, actually talk football? No, I'm not. Um, but you know, I can just. You know, since we're going through the hypotheticals of things that are never going to happen, uh, I'll go through the hypothetical of something that might happen. Hey, uh, Deshaun, Kevin, remember me? I'm your head coach. By the way, here's your, here's your new offensive coordinator. His name's Ken. And, uh, you know, uh, we just came to say hi and see how the shoulder's feeling and, you know, how how's the girlfriend and how's the Lamborghini doing and, you know, uh, how's the West Coast and the beaches? Because, again, we can't talk football. Can't can't talk scheme. Can't talk any, any. You know, can't throw yet. Can't watch a throw. Well, I love the uh, they they can talk big picture. That's been the big thing. They can talk big picture. So we can talk about we're gonna get to the playoffs. Deshaun. I, I, I told we can't Darryl, talk about how we're gonna do it. We can talk about getting there. I told Daryl on overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. You should listen sometime Ding. on Wednesdays on his weekly hit at eight o'clock. I told him that I said this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It is the only commonality those three have in life is football. They're not going to get together and just talk about, uh, uh, hey, how's the family doing? Let's play a game of parcheesi. Right. Like, no, they're going to talk football. Here, and I, I would bet so much money they're going to talk football. Since we're on the, the the poll kick here this week, here's your next poll. What's more absurd? Kevin and Ken going to L.A. not to talk football with Deshaun or the air quotes, legal tampering period that is the three days before free agency begins. By the way, all those contracts are getting ironed out this week in Indianapolis at the Combine. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.